Hey, gore friends, this is Story and Mars. And here we are with our first guest episode of the season. We have Ariel, we have Candace, we have Not Your Final Girl podcast. How are you guys? How are you? We're doing all right. Thanks for having us. We're you pumped. Know, I'm freaking hyped. Okay, I'll be quiet. I'm <laughs> no, too hyped. I'm- too hyped. <laughs> so pumped to talk about this same yeah. same same and what movie did you guys choose for this episode we chose saint maud saint, saint maud anticipated we've been waiting freaking mod man that's, first that's time like, for me oh first same. time yeah all right let's get into it right after the theme Okay, you guys, let's do the Saint Mod. So why did you guys choose this particular movie? I said the first thing that came to my mind when Ariel asked me, and it's just because I have been thinking about it constantly. It's on your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys covered it on your show or is this the first time talking about it on a First time talking about it, first Ooh. time watching. We, you know, heard about this a, a while ago, and this was the movie that was like they were just torturing us with it. Cause remember the trailer came out like I had heard about it as well in the horror in the horror yeah. community. It was kind of like <laughs> and then I was like, uh, like you forget about it and you're like, oh, that is a thing that's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've been hearing, yeah, I've been hearing like the little ghost children's whispers in the horror community. Um, I didn't, I hadn't watched the trailer because I don't really like to watch trailers because I think that they Same. usually have too much, yeah, yeah, given away in them. Yeah. And I was thinking like, if I don't watch this soon, it's going to be available and I'm going to get spoiled on it. So mm-hmm. I knew almost nothing about it and I was like, I need to watch it yeah. soon before I know everything about it. Like the only thing I knew was like, it being having religious themes, of course, with Saint mm-hmm. Maud. That's literally the only thing I knew. I didn't know if it was like a possession movie. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was like, okay, so I'm here for the ride. Fairly, fairly ignorant. <laughs> yeah, same. I think I tend to read a synopsis um before watching a trailer. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this time I'm just gonna look at the poster and just judge it by its cover and just dive into it <laughs> so yeah. I had no idea what we were getting into um and speaking of your show tell us a little bit about your podcast I I was listening to your recent Mother's Day episode and you talked about um we need to talk about Kevin yes <laughs> and that oh my movie God. is wild no one talks about it okay we don't talk about tiny Kevin. shirts we love oh. them it's yeah <laughs> so good i feel like we all needed to talk about kevin yes <laughs> hey, you know what somebody had to do it somebody had to do it he somebody needed a talking to he needed a talkings to yeah oh my god how long have you guys had your show about what a year and a half now ish 
Oh yeah, I think it'll be yeah. two years in October, huh? Wow, yeah. So yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We pick a double feature that has some common themes, mm-hmm. or sometimes has like, I mean, sometimes the themes are a little more obscure. Yeah, sometimes like, we have to find the common themes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> movies, and then we figure out what is common about them. But make it work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just make it work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we we talk about like how they work as a double feature. And I've started to actually watch our movies back to back as often as I can, mm-hmm. which is always kind of fun. That's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. I can't get through one movie without falling asleep. That's just my life right <laughs> It'd now. It'd be like that sometimes. I'm not going to lie. If I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a great concept. I love that. The double feature. Yeah. And we have guests on too. So yeah. we love getting to talk to like other podcasters like you both or, you know, authors, filmmakers, basically whoever says yes to us when we ask <laughs> you're like i'm not picky <laughs> Please. Yeah, we're talking to horror people you know right? like if you want to talk about horror movies where your guys so. yeah exactly yeah for sure it's just nice talking to people like like when we have guests over we have like you know horror fans or actors so it's nice to get the different perspectives of people yeah. like people that are super into horror or someone that's not particularly into horror so much um i always find that nice to have the different um perspectives with guests on the show yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so just to give you guys a little background on saint Maud, in case you have no idea what it's about uh it was released in 2019 and it's an a24 production so you know it's that slow burn artsy creepy I already feel knew. throughout i already knew i was like here we go as soon as you see a24 hated horror right yeah. it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be nice to look at yep but it's going to take you through a lot and you're going to have to talk about it after, which brings us here today. Uh, uh, So the synopsis reads, uh, the movie follows a a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. We go on this journey with Maude trying to save the soul of her dying patient. She's a a personal uh, care person. And things get out of control very, very quickly. It's directed and written by Rose Glass. Uh, this seems to be her most notable uh, film so far. It's her first, her, her debut, by the way. Her first I was like, yes, Rose. Yeah, I did see there is another film that she was that she directed, but was not a horror film. Um, so this is like her first crack at it and I think she did pretty decent mm-hmm. I think she did pretty decent I trust it's her technically classified as a drama horror so that's mm-hmm. why you know A24 take yep. you through that roller coaster and yep. then right at the end they're gonna hit you with something crazy yep <laughs> so it stars Morphid Clark as Maud, and then we have Jennifer Ale as Amanda Lily Frazier as Carol, Lily Knight as Joy, and my honorable mention, Carl Prekoff as Homeless Pat, because I enjoyed Homeless Pat very much. I think he acted his very minor scene very well, and he deserves recognition. Good job, Carl. Yes, Carl. Carl. (laughs) So let's dive into our funny, cool, scary segment. What did you guys find funny? Now that you mention it, I guess, I mean, the fact that there's 
homeless Pat is pretty funny, but <laughs> his existence in society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I when I was trying to think of what was funny in this, I was like, I feel like I was just in a constant straight state of dread this whole film. I don't know if yeah. there's yeah, I don't, for I don't me. think I laughed. <laughs> all which is i mean that doesn't mean that like that's not a bad thing necessarily no. because there's some movies that are trying to be scary and it happens pretty often to me that they are accidentally funny so oh yeah that's my life that's that's everything yeah. for me <laughs> <laughs> does not happen in this i was just um i was just pretty upset the whole time so yeah. understandable understandable understandably so it's a very upsetting a24 <laughs> 824 did it again classic Um, mars did you find anything funny yes i did you know freaking (laughs) always laughing yes first things first amanda is out here and i don't think personally i don't think amanda's a cunt i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it so the first nurse was cat the first nurse was was captain when she left and and uh mod was like oh how is she and she said uh she's whatever she's cut but whatever it's like what was that about i forgot about that i forgot about that that was a good one no i didn't forget i I, because like she says the expectation and i'm like okay we're gonna have a lady that's gonna be super verbally abusive she's gonna throw her food at her she's gonna Mm -hmm. be disrespectful and i'm watching it i'm like honestly if i was a dancer and had a disease that I'm probably gonna die from, I wouldn't be in the best of moods either. So I'm like, she's not a cunt, you're cat. So I laughed at that. I, my note specifically was like, is she a cunt though? Like question mark. <laughs> is, she like, is she though? Um, so that made me laugh. And then when Maude was kind of having her, you know, her experiences with God, air quotes, my quote specifically was, I don't think that's God. I was like, I don't think God makes you feel these things in such in, in such an intense manner in which you're having a very sensual, a very, very sensual, sensual experience. Very I was yeah. like, God yeah. is anti-sex for the most part. I was like, none so even have Half sex. Way. I was like, that's <laughs> I was like. That's not God, bro. Like from the very beginning, I was like, that's not God, bro. You're cap. And then I was laughing at Maude just judging. I forgot the other girl's name. Amanda's um, little boo thing. Carol. Carol. She was judging Carol, like just through the door and just like being super judgmental. And I just laughed. I was like, mind your business. Like, why are you being like this, Maude? Um, So I laughed at that. And then Maude was surprised that Carol, she thought Carol listened to her when she was like, oh, you shouldn't talk to Amanda anymore. Uh, It's not good for her. And I think you should go away. And then Carol was like, okay. And then Maude was like, really? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like she was shook that she actually listened to her. She's like, oh, she hasn't even gotten any calls. It's like, you really think that she was like, oh, yes, fine. I will leave now. Right? Yeah. No, mom. So I laughed at her thinking that Carol listened to her. And then I laughed again when Carol was at the party. <laughs> I laughed twice. <laughs> um, so that also made me laugh. And then Maud being creepy in the bar. She was just laughing next to this table of people. 
she was drinking and these people were at a table just laughing, having a good time. And mom was just next to them, just laughing. I was like, bro. She made me so, so uncomfortable. <laughs> so bad. I was like, you were so cringy. I was good. Imagine, imagine oh you're having a good time with your friends and then a lady just as sexy. You go, ah, 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 ah. Dude, we're leaving. Cringe. We're gonna go to another no, bar. Like, Bye. That shit. That shit gave me like like dread cringe. Like yeah. and that's how I would feel if I was at that table. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I can't. I got secondhand yeah. embarrassment for her in that scene, but I also laughed because it was awkward <laughs> AF, and I was just like, go home, mod. <laughs> go home. Um, and that's pretty much all my funny. See, I, I find a lot of I find funniness in everything. A it's list. a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had a funny myself that you didn't mention. Yes. Um, just uh, so clearly Maud's relationship with God is everything she does either has a consequence or a reward. Either she's rewarded with a very sensual experience or her consequence is like self-harm or just something happening to her. Uh, that's very painful and immediately after she slaps Amanda which was a little cat but I kind of get it <laughs> yeah uh, a bit she, of a it was like she she had like a punch in the gut it was like immediate reaction like god was like Mm-mm, no don't do that <laughs> it was like instant karma and it was really satisfying for some reason she was, was like, like you know you shouldn't be in people's business like that like just stop so yeah and then you know homeless pat i just love that guy he was just he was just you know happy to be there happy to be, be himself and then he was like hey thanks for the change yeah god bless you too you know just he was he was the happiest person in the movie i think yep and that says a lot about him as the character the fact that he's he has so little that he's so happy (laughs) it was like such a strong like they played it so prominently that i'm like is this is he gonna come back are we gonna i want him to come back i was like where is he please come swoop in at the last minute yeah no that would have been amazing think about this yes you should have showed up at the beach at the end i'll be like there he is Pat, he was already in heaven there to like welcome her. Pat was God. Wow. (laughs) Okay, it's getting too deep. We got too many layers. Too many layers going. (laughs) Chris Nolan film now. No, no. too much. What did you guys find cool about this movie? Kind of a lot. Yeah. I liked the I mean I, I also thought this was scary but I the, it was a mixed bag I guess like the <laughs> like distorted faces the orgasm face yeah yeah her her O face and then like there's some later where like she sees people's faces change in like really disturbing ways um just like in her life so I liked her cool god orgasms that mm-hmm. was that was fun mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> those scenes are really well acted too yeah also um amanda's house it's fine nope. yep One of yeah i liked it i liked that it a lot. interior design though mm-hmm. wallpaper mm-hmm. i want that wallpaper yeah mm-hmm. her whole setup was fire i was a fan yeah yeah, yeah. i also really like the way that mod prays 
Yeah. Yeah, it was very she <laughs> prays like my mom's praise. Like like she's having a literal conversation, like a casual conversation with God. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just casual, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on my period. I hope it goes away. Amen. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that was I didn't even realize that was it. It is, yes. Like I thought this was like a journal at first, but now she's talking to the Lord. Yeah. Which yeah. It's cool. It's like her is like your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also sad because she doesn't have any friends. But she doesn't have any friends. Zero. Yeah, Zero it friends. also has the purpose of narration for the audience. We learned a lot about her through her prayers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts. Um, I thought the cockroach was cool, which maybe is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> second best character. Yeah, uh, like second best. <laughs> I mean, we can't be homeless Pat, but we can be close to the cockroach. And this cockroach, unlike homeless Pat, kept coming back. <laughs> We kept- yep, 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 he did come back. Clearly some sort of symbolism I have not unpacked As I yet. Say, also, the coverage appears in different places, right? Yes. He's not just in mom's apartment, which is kind he's of He's in mom's apartment, he's in the wall in the flashback. Um, oh, that is okay now probably other places anyways the cockroach is everywhere and i fear the cockroach is the cockroach god i don't know could be cockroach? yeah yeah wow. they're never um, they're it's, always there oh, they've they kind of everything. always been and they kind of always will be oh no <laughs> you know like <laughs> cockroaches are old oh, they're like wow they've always been here (laughs) they're not going anywhere you can't kill all cockroaches it's impossible we cracked the code (laughs) shit um yeah mod explained yes (laughs) man we are doing we're cracking the code here and i appreciate it um i will hop into my cools i don't have many to be honest i also mentioned hearing her prayer because we don't hear that a lot especially what you mentioned story with having it used as narration i think that was a really clever way to um you know instead of having her just randomly just like talk to herself and it's like okay we're having her full-on conversation with god and you kind of see her descent into craziness um so i thought that was really well done and then having i love films not only horror films but films in general where your main character is not mentally sound love it love it love it it. i'm like you can't rely on this person she doesn't know what's going on so you're constantly questioning is is this really happening or is it not happening i don't know um but i love it very much having your main character not be mentally sound or trustworthy you got you kind of see how they view things in their perception of how things work and say okay you think that's healthy okay i i get it but it doesn't make sense um so i really appreciated that and i think that's all i have for that's all i have for cool that's not visual related oh i also mentioned in the very beginning she seems ashamed of her religion like when um when she meets amanda and she's like helping her stretch and she like points out her cross she like puts it away and also with the homeless guy like she says the thing to him and she doesn't repeat it she just walks away and i'm like someone that's religious typically is very like about that it's like yeah you know i believe in the lord yeah yeah yeah. like explaining her beliefs and she was not very much like that in the beginning at least Mm -hmm. um so i don't really know i feel like it's because she was new yeah, that was um, character development yeah. because later on in the film she was very much more explaining that stuff. But early on in the film she was very much like more reserved 
about that yeah, part I, of her I life. I love that you said that because I feel like those all kind of, I feel like the like prayer narration and her like, yeah, being unstable and not reliable and her like being kind of guarded about it, like all kind of go together mm-hmm. where that you start to see like how unhinged she is as it goes on. And, you know, the, the narration kind of helps that because she doesn't show it outwardly very much. No. And it's like actually to the point where like, it's kind of believable that like she gets let go from this position and you know whatever woman she's talking to like her whatever like supervisory person she's talking to says like Amanda mentioned you're acting strangely are you okay and she says like oh yes I'm fine and then kind of moves on and it like that um, depending on like how they had her act could be fucking ridiculous it could be like no they're gonna have you committed but like she only did like a couple like outwardly weird things and everything yeah, else. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like her it's like all it's her like inner experience. Yeah, so I kind of liked how subtly mm-hmm. out of her mind she is. Yeah, almost right up to the end. Yeah, yeah. And it's like private madness. Yeah, love mm-hmm. private madness. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Just good stuff. keep it all in. Keep it all in. Holding in. Don't do suppress that, you guys. It. Do not do not do that, so, you guys. So, do listen, not suppress do not it. Listen to me. Listen to what me. What I do is lock it in a box. No. <laughs> oh my god. That's how you end up like mod. I'm. Okay. Yeah. No Get the key. Yes. Swallow the key. Once in a while, you open it up, it, and then you shut it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is this what therapy is? Uh-huh. Grabbing therapy. Yeah, ever? I'm a therapist. Oh my god. I don't want to be like mod. Anyway, um, that's all I have for. I I want to talk about. Uh, my main man homeless pat for another minute <laughs> yes. cool. Please. He, he wasn't just funny he was meaningful and i'm gonna tell you why okay the purpose of his character the reason why he didn't come back is because in the very beginning they want to introduce you to schizophrenia they want to introduce you to someone who's talking to something that cannot mm-hmm. be seen or heard by anyone else mm-hmm. and that in the sense he's the same as Maud, but mm. she thinks she's talking to God and he's just talking to whoever he's talking to. And so they're not very different. And the fact that he said, God bless you back to, to her shows his open-mindedness and even more likeliness to her. And, um, but he was probably more self-aware and in a better place, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ironically, even though he was homeless and she, you know, has her studio apartment or her flat and, you know, she's working and whatnot, they they aren't very different. He was speaking to who he was talking to out loud and in the open and then turned and spoke to her as though it was nothing. And it took her a minute to start speaking to God out loud and about him out loud to other people but I feel like the purpose of our good old friend homeless Pat was to just show this is her likeness this is who Maude is but she's just she's convinced that she's sane and she's just Mm -hmm. hearing God Mm -hmm. so um I I love that they they threw him in there and he played his few lines very well i yes. believe mm-hmm. so That's i far. just wanted to bring my buddy back Go he's HP. my friend now hp, yeah. HP. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys find scary 
so much. A lot. <laughs> the whole thing. Everything. Mod. Mod. Existence. Her whole existence. Scary. Ariel, do you want to talk about like the, the one? Yeah, the like one the, scene. The, the okay. One. I got like legitimately fear goosebumps, which does not happen to me very often. Um, I was I like recoiled. <laughs> <laughs> My like skin was like whoa, like had the fear <laughs> the hand movements. If you guys could see the whoa. <laughs> um, when Amanda is suddenly a demon, and you know she's not because at this point, like yeah. you mentioned, unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. We know Maud is in on a plane, not just spiritually. Um, and. <laughs> so but it's it's still scared the shit out of me like when suddenly her voice changed completely like that uh that's you know like amazing acting i know we're gonna talk about the acting a little bit later too but oh scared me so bad um that scene was so 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 good um it's like when like her face changes like at yes first. yeah and and just you know we've all seen the you know like the exorcist right or like the demon versus the holy person and and we know that scene. So I guess I was really taken aback by it scaring me that much because I feel like I've seen kind of that play out before, but it just- And you know something bad is about to happen to the whole time. It's not like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It just is sudden. Yeah, it's just really sudden. Like it just turns on a dime. I think yeah. that's what me about it. Um, mm-hmm. So that scared me a lot. Um, God speaking in like Welsh, or at least according to my subtitles, it was Welsh. Welsh. I'm not sure. Okay. wasn't a fan of that wasn't a fan of that at all well, she and, is she she's welsh and maybe the places maybe the settings maybe welsh? just i mean it wasn't necessarily that it was the language right like i'm not like a welsh hater at all but <laughs> we love the welsh we love yes. the welsh on the show <laughs> i love wales wales is very beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah love wales it was just like but also not many people speak welsh it's yeah like, it's very like, rare yeah yes so it, it's that a very also, old language Right. Mm-hmm. So speaking of like catching me off guard, was not expecting that. Um, mm-hmm. The voice, the um, the weird voice changer they use for God was very eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, the weird, creepy, like low, ugh, weird whispering. Um, that scared me. Honestly, Maud's like O face was very disturbing to me every time it happened. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, and I don't mean like when she's feeling it, I'm like, this is weird, but not like necessarily scary. But it's- when she makes her weird face where it really looks like they CGI'd her face, but I think it's just her making that face. Yeah. Oh, what I, that scene was so disturbing. Those scenes are really disturbing to me. And like, you know, to like be personal about it. Like I uh, was once as a teenager, I was religious and it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like raised religious. My dad got religious when I was like mm-hmm. a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, you know, I kind of like followed along and like went to church and I did yeah. like, I, you know, like I, I prayed like probably kind of similar to how Maude did. Like I was really mm-hmm. trying, you know, it was kind of natural. And I like, remember like kind of searching for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, mm-hmm. you, like you feel God's presence sometimes. And so like seeing that it's kind of like, it feels like kind of in like familiar mm-hmm. in like a way that is like mm-hmm. a little bit nice. Like, you know, oh yeah, I totally get like wanting to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's doing it and you know, it's like wrong. Like she's feeling this like too strongly for a yeah. person entirely sane. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to the point where her face gets all fucked up. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not you're right. Fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Not it's fan. just like, it pushes it like too far to the point where it's very uncomfortable. 
so yeah like that. that face particularly and it just they also like never lingered on it like it would happen and then either something would happen to like or they would do a scene change or something like that something and would, so like, interrupt or whatever so yeah. it's almost like i wanted i mean i was like i need to freeze frame it because i need to see what's happening with this face because it really does look like her face is like exploding from her body <laughs> you know? it'd be that way sometimes you yeah. know i'm so well, impressed been there been there i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I bless her bless the her that she had to do for this face to happen right yeah, like this the, is the like facial a, exercises to get yeah, there face probably hurts like, like a good for her but also tone it down a little yeah concerned. relax that's how i felt i was like relax bro like you're going up, <laughs> oh, you can't even go up the stairs and you're just having an o relax oh, yeah which was also kind of concerning as well i'll put that in my scaries um the music yeah 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 like the music a lot aside from the music i said the crushing loneliness of human existence that's scary you know oof deep oof oof let me get into themes there Mm. too with Mm. that one that's that's deep Mm. yeah we'll get back into it (laughs) man going ham (laughs) um I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna hop into scary. I'll also touch on Amanda being possessed, and I think it took us all off. Go- There's two scenes that took. I just wasn't ready. Uh, wasn't ready. And then I'm like, oh, it's a twenty four. Of course, I should have been ready. Like a twenty four is like, yeah, we're gonna be a drama. And then there's gonna be a few scenes where you're gonna be like, what did I just see? And it's like, did I see that? Yeah, I did see that. That's a twenty four in a nutshell. Um. If you guys are not familiar with A24, I believe they also did uh, Midsommar, Hereditary. They just do a bunch of artsy horror films. Yeah, uh, even movies that aren't horror, like Uncut Gems has that too. Where mm, like, that is, yep. Oh, God. Yeah, it makes you feel uncomfortable, um, but it's always going to look pretty. It's always going to look pretty. Uh, so yeah, Amanda being possessed, I think that takes us off guard because up until then, you know, it's not, we don't see any uh, evil forces. It's just supposed to be God, or so it's supposed to be. And it comes out of nowhere. Amanda, like I said, I love Amanda. She's my, I love her as a character. She's great. And I'm like, no, Amanda, why are you evil? I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, but yeah, the whole scene was just amazing. Um, I kind of want to rewatch it uh, because I was just kind of taken aback. I wasn't processing what was happening. I was just seeing it. I was like, Amanda, no. Uh, so that was scary. And then also the scene, this kind of goes into visuals as well, but when she was having sex with the dude and then she thought she crushed his chest, I didn't like that very much. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, those are the main things I want to point That's scary. It's not a huge, like I said, it's A24. A24 isn't really the jump scary type of film um it's more of tone um and just energy with this type of film not a jump scary type of movie um so that's why i don't have that many scary things but if we're talking realistic scary having someone that's supposed to be taking care of you that is that ends up killing you because they're religious and they want to save your soul and that's terrifying um i'm gonna drop my mic on that go ahead story boom (laughs) dropped it uh (laughs) You guys touched on most of the scaries. I I would just add um, kind of the deterioration of her sanity. She just sank further and further into her 
<laughs> I don't know her her fabricated relationship with God and the part where she was levitating I was like okay is she talking to something evil and not God like I started to doubt where they were going with it and thinking okay maybe she's actually talking to like the devil or something because usually in horror movies when we see someone levitate it's usually evil and they're usually possessed yep not an ally they're possessed (laughs) we don't know what's going on there and then, of course, the voice for me was really chilling um, because I watched videos where uh, people, you know, experience what it's like to have schizophrenia. And those are usually the types of voices that they hear, which makes it really, really real. And the fact that, you know, the voice is speaking Welsh in that tone um, shows that it was it was something very personal to her um, mm-hmm. because I'm like, if it was, you know, a, a demon or a spiritual being that probably be speaking Latin because that's, you know, the trope that we're given in horror movies. And to throw in a little, uh, a little gore, uh, I have a thing about like scenes or character stuff on nails or anything of that sort forgot about that forgot (laughs) about that (laughs) her her methods are just oh boy she really she and when she was peeling the scab i'm a scab picker i'm a scab picker so i was just like but it wasn't even fully scabbed she had a degree burn it was a burn it wasn't like a scrape that hardened it was a burn it was still sticky it wasn't even no stop (laughs) stop doing it okay i'll stop (laughs) even like the popcorn kernels were rough uh, like the because she puts popcorn kernels on the floor i'm like what's she gonna do with this oh yeah yeah like the sound of the crunch of the popcorn kernels on her knees when she kneels i was like i don't want this that probably went in i definitely yeah i've heard of that i've heard about i didn't catch that but i've heard of that somewhere in life being a thing it's so funny yeah no like the blurred lines kind of between like actual just like religious devotion and Mm -hmm self-harm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. interesting how did you feel about the acting and visuals both were great the i mean are all really good so like amanda was killing it like her performance i so the last i remember her i think she's in like pride and prejudice or something she's in the bbc pride and prejudice okay she's yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah she's elizabeth Bennett in the like old pride and prejudice and so like that's how i know her basically primarily and then to see her in this role like she plays a dying woman who you know former famous like you know used to have glory and now has nothing mm-hmm. like coming to terms with mortality like she kills it yeah. she does it so well it's a real and person yeah it's a real person and she's in a way like you could read it as like being an asshole to mod like when she you know like does the whole saint mod thing to her at the party and embarrasses her but it also feels like she's kind of like coming away from like like mortality in a way right like she's coming on board so it's like moral things don't matter as much to her and she just wants to connect with people yeah i think it was kind of a test like yeah will she fucking lighten up if i like bring her into the party and kind of make fun of her a little bit exactly and mod could not hang no 
So she couldn't <laughs> hang whatsoever. No. Yeah. Um, so that was that killed for me. She did really, really good. I was impressed with her. Yeah, yeah. She really does kind of exude that energy. And yeah, it, it feels like real people. And yeah, that was uh mod too. Yeah. Who has a very Welsh name, Morphid something. Yeah. I've never seen her in anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely seems like very she seems very real. Like it's very easy to take a religious zealot in a in a kind of tropey stereotypical direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's not that at all. Yeah. She does great. And then I love Carol. Carol had like yeah, I love Carol too. Powerful bi energy to me. And I love mm-hmm. that about her. Like as soon as she walked in the house, I was like, I was like yes. Who's this? Like this? <laughs> yep, same. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Amanda got good taste, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they were great. I loved every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess to add on to that, I mentioned lighting. Uh, very natural lighting. Use a lot of soft boxes during the light uh, during the daytime, uh, especially inside. Everything just seemed very soft. And then whenever it was at, it was at night, we had a lot of yellow, not yellow, orange e tint. Um, along with shadows um, and that's when all the sketchy stuff happened I feel like at night um, so I think that was a great use of lighting uh, with the orange the orange um, lighting in there and then the upside down shot this is after mm, this might be right before or right after she does her nail bits um, the the camera is literally like upside down and she's out she's outside walking somewhere and I'm like it's a great way to show that everything is turned upside down this is she's no longer who she is anymore she's everything's going to be turned on his head from now on like she's no longer who she used to this might have been right after the party actually right after she slapped Amanda mm-hmm. and I was like that's a great way to represent that um so I love that and then I also noticed her the people surrounding her uh, this might have been this should have been put in cool but everyone in this movie besides her everyone smokes swears just doing things that are not godlike. <laughs> and she I feel like that kind of puts her um shows her being alone because no one shares these same beliefs as her no one is I, like she swears once at Carol when she's talking about Amanda um but she you know I feel like she feels uncomfortable a lot of the time because people are just doing their own thing. Um, everyone smokes even the girl who came into her house smoke I was like why are you smoking your house um but honestly <laughs> that, that in your yeah but also she used to be a different person and now she became religious recently um so yeah. you know that kind of showed that her friend was kind of still in that lifestyle um but more into acting like we mentioned before everyone was just amazing I was a fan of everyone um and visually there were some really great cuts like I said the shot with her thinking that she you know impaled like caved that guy's chest in those series of shots were amazing huge fan of that and the last shot of her catching on fire and then she just yelling that was really great really great very a24 very a24 there uh so that's gonna be i think that's all i have for acting and visuals on my end yeah man uh one thing that stood out to me in the beginning that I wasn't really sure if it was ever shown again I don't think it was but there is uh something red boiling I don't know if it was like mm-hmm, soup or something yeah. Yeah, yeah the very beginning 
I was yeah. like, huh, okay, so this is how we're starting. Uh, something red and bubbly. The sound design? Okay. The sound yeah. design? Oh, yeah. That ASMR, though? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of heavy shadows. And then the shot, specifically the shot of Maud kind of peeking through the crack of the door, uh, spying on Carol and Amanda. That was giving me black christmas vibes a little yes bit. Yeah. Uh, because yep, 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 yep. yeah the uh, way she just kind of she was staying in this house but she wasn't a friend she wasn't an ally she mm-hmm. was you know a killer she was a predator she was you know hiding in the shadows and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. almost like she was hunting it was yeah. very weird it was like a, watching a cat stalk its prey and she was just like plotting while she was watching and I think Amanda caught a glimpse of her maybe because she kind of covered herself up for a moment Mm -hmm. but it it got so dark to the point where you couldn't really see much other than her eye looking I was like wow very very black Christmas old school um and very eerie and then you know because so much time has passed, I have to remind you guys of my main man, Homeless Pat, HP, <laughs> in case you forgot, HP did that, in case you forgot. Uh, but for now, let's get into one of our favorite segments. Mm-hmm. Where did they F up? Yes. Yep. yep. Where, yep. where did they F up? What were the F ups that could have saved them a lot of trouble? <laughs> Yeah. Amanda, if Amanda were nicer to Maude, would she be she dead? Oh my goodness. She, she wouldn't. I think I think she, she would I think she'd still be dead. Yeah, because... I don't think it was Amanda's fault. Like she was I don't think it was Amanda's fault. I don't think it was her fault. I think it was that uh Maud reacted mm-hmm. to what Amanda did and that sent her to spiral out of control because mm-hmm. she trusted her and put a lot of confidence and and faith in her um as a companion and that just kind of betrayed all of her her trust yeah i i think and this is what i thought was going to happen with the movie i i didn't anticipate maude losing that position so relatively quickly yeah but i kind of thought she was going to get more and more attached and when amanda still wasn't you know was resistant to like accepting uh, to having her soul saved or whatever mm-hmm. that that mod was ultimately going to turn on her and you know feel the the need to finish her off like before satan could get her or something yeah, yeah. so i feel like um I, I feel like it was inevitable for the two of them and i also feel like there is some uh there is some repressed um sapphic energy going on there like she Definitely. obviously she's, when she's spying on them you know when she's kind of like lurking in the doorway watching amanda and carol like it just it's like she's jealous yeah yeah very much so the scene where they you know she's talking to amanda about how she feels god and amanda says like oh i feel it too and like i don't know just the way that like that scene goes it feels like they are having Having a moment together yeah they're having like sexual energy between the two of them Mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's kind of like that gets channeled because mod is fixated on god and religion it gets channeled through that but i feel like it was coming mm-hmm. i don't feel like i don't feel like there's yeah. anything i could have done yeah maybe not besides maybe 
have her soul saved, I guess, but she's also going to die regardless really soon. Yeah, very soon, very soon, very soon. I mean, the only other thing I can think is if the, if, is if her supervisor person had pushed harder Hmm. on what the fuck was going on with her. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yep. That's, that's one of mine. I mean, Genesis F up, you know, therapy. Uh, what was that? What was that? Therapy. Uh, that's nice. Therapy that's nice. is a it's thing. Fine. She should have went to therapy. We don't. We don't. We don't find out what happened to her or what the incident is. It's just the incident. We don't talk about it. Um, she should have talked about it. Uh, yeah. Okay. The hospital having better um resources for its employees. F up in the beginning. They should have helped her more but whatever went down uh you know after that happened she you know i feel i think after that happened that's when she started getting religious i think um i don't really know the timeline too much of when things popped off um but yeah her not going to therapy is a screw up joy not i don't know like you mentioned joy not um pushing more but also I guess it's the kind of same thing, but like Joy not reading the room. It's like, you don't see things are wrong with her. Like she's having her hand behind her back. She's very, very, very distant. You're literally like, I was kind of, as I was watching it, I was kind of seeing it as a script. It's a film student thing. I see it as a script in my brain. And in my brain, I'm just seeing just Joy speaking. Like, it's just a bunch of her just talking on a piece of paper. Like, Maude is not saying anything whatsoever. She's just talking. I'm like, you're not, you're not seeing that something is wrong here? Why? Why? Um, so that made me upset. And then <sighs> telling Carol to stop talking to Amanda just like mind your own business like did you think she wasn't gonna say anything did you think she was gonna just listen to you someone who just randomly came into her life a nurse you're her nurse do you think that was gonna work like i didn't understand that because if that didn't happen like we wouldn't have carol telling amanda about what happened and now we have this awkward cringy moment at this party about what happened and then i also have amanda telling Maude that god isn't real that's the one thing that uh, personally I'm uh, agnostic, but I I just don't believe in telling religious people that God isn't real. It doesn't it that doesn't help. It doesn't help. People need some people need religion in their lives. They need structure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't you know knock anybody for that. It's just like don't be aggressive or try to you know be negative towards other people if you're religious. And same goes to the other side. If you're not religious, don't knock people for being religious. <laughs> um, so I think that's another f up. It's like Amanda should not have been that blunt with her saying you know God isn't real. But we also talked about Amanda just not giving a crap anymore. She got a case of the efforts. <laughs> a case, a of, case the of the efforts. She did the whole movie. She was like eff it. I'm I don't care anymore. Um, so I think that was a main f up because I think if she didn't do that, that kind of like who would say in a crazy person's mind? It's like oh, obviously you're the devil because you're telling me God isn't real. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's like my main f up for for this film true and if yeah uh, gotten really jealous of carol and tried to tell her to go away maybe they could have had a threesome yeah i was like missed opportunity okay see big brain you're big brain mars of course i always fine okay 
I'm like, this is a good situation. I'm gonna reap the benefits. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, with you touching on that, it does bring up a really good point because even with someone who has like just dementia or something, if they're, you know, stuck in their fabricated reality, you're not supposed to just tell them it's not real. That yeah, doesn't, no, you shatter it. Gonna, you don't know what's gonna happen after. Yeah, that. or if someone's sleepwalking, you're literally not supposed to wake them up because yeah. that could just be super detrimental to their well-being and yours. Yeah. So you're you're just supposed to let them have their moment. Yeah. And yeah. let them come out of it on their own. Um, so that was just not a great idea. But, you know, it is what it is. It's the ethics. But, yeah. Um, also, she should just, like, mind her business a little yeah. bit. Like, if you're going to have your, your thing with God, that's cool. But don't hate on someone for getting getting their thing on mm-hmm. before they die. Like, yeah. let her have that. If she's happy, let her be happy. I think if Ma just minded her business a little bit things could have turned out a little better for her yeah um and then also also when amanda uh changed into her devil mode um why didn't she try the holy water why did she just go straight for the scissors i was like what was the holy water for then because i see why she you know conjured up the idea that you know, Amanda was the devil because she's like, oh, she won't let me touch her with holy water. And she's telling me God isn't here. God mm-hmm. isn't real. And so she must be possessed. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. That that makes sense mm-hmm. to her in her mind. So I'm like, you have a whole water bottle of holy. Just dunk it on. Her. Just, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, she what just went. It? went for the scissors just like stabbed her with scissors yeah i'm like if it's the devil he can just go into somebody else like that doesn't help that That wouldn't even work you probably still be yeah like yo people be breaking their backs and snapping their necks when they're possessed like they that's not gonna work when even after the exorcism the person is still dead after because of everything their body went through so I'm like why didn't you try the holy water which kind of goes back into because it's not real and a part of her knows it isn't real and she's just angry and hurt and upset so she went through the scissors mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so um now now we yeah. get to talk about what makes it a horror movie and what are the themes it's my favorite part it's my favorite part. It is. Stories reach. <laughs> we can just unpack everything. Let's unload. We had, we had homeless Pat. We had homeless Pat. Mm-hmm. And we had her sensual fixation on religion and prayer. At one point, Mars and I were watching this together Um via discord and and at one point i was like i think prayer is like a fetish for her like she gets off on on do-gooding and mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. somehow i don't know just her trying to be a savior just trying to save people um it's kind of like a, a theme of this and of course what makes it a horror movie having a nurse that 
like I said, a religious person that's being super overbearing and trying to save you to an extent, to the extent of killing you <laughs> um, because of their, you know, scary. mental mind state. Super, super scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there was like some really sad themes that I just keep coming back to are like, at least for Maude and kind of, it feels like in Amanda as well, but like the just inability to connect to another mm-hmm. human being, mm-hmm. just like every interaction Maude has in the film is like her failing to connect. And like, she tries, yeah. she tries God, she tries mm-hmm. talking. She can't even connect with homeless Pat, like the coolest guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> she can It's, it's so like just that impossibility and like for Maude, but also then by extent like everyone else you see in the film like you don't you don't see any genuine human interaction in this i mean you see humans interacting but not connecting you know right I mean? yeah even carol and amanda it's 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 it translates out that yeah it's laid out that amanda's kind of paying and, and yeah you know providing some incentives to keep her around mm-hmm. yes yes yeah i i agree with that there's a lot of and especially the sequence where maude tries to go back to like her old life hitting yeah. the bar yeah it's like not the same bro oh it like it hurts so much like it yeah it feels like so empty and and that's something the the sort of like definition of like what makes horror horror to me is sort of like the the line between things that you know yeah like connection and control over your life and things that feel good the line between that and just chaos and <laughs> emptiness and um yeah and generally yeah generally horror like mm-hmm. horrible things mm-hmm. that can happen yeah. um i stories that are about that line being so much thinner than you normally uh <laughs> than you normally perceive it in life to me that's what horror is and yeah. This movie has a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. And the fact that like all the good things in it, like all of the things that are in control and that are orderly and that feel good and that uh provide connection um or you know, love or support or whatever, are all mods delusions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's fucked up. It's very, very scary. Well, I think about that scene, like when she goes back, you know, to the bar, like that's sad. But then this the scene that I think about that like really, really got me and felt like very relatable is like when she knows that her life is living hell and she's not in control, like she's seeing the chaos and she calls um the one person she used to work yeah, with. Joy. Yeah. And she's trying to talk to Joy and like in her own way is kind of trying to say, like. I'm done. Like my life is like, a huge. I path. need help. Yeah. Really know how? Mm-hmm. And like instead, like she says that thing where she's like, "Well, I didn't think you really liked me." And then like Joy is kind of like reacts weirdly. Like you don't know what she says, but you yeah. kind of see Maude like realize that she's lost this person on the phone, mm-hmm. and you're like, "God damn!" Like that is so because we we all have that right. Like when you interact with people on a daily basis, and you're like, "Maybe that person doesn't like me. This person doesn't." But it's just you in your own head. Yeah. Like you have yeah. no proof of anything like that. Yeah. And yeah it can totally self-sabotage yeah especially yeah. Like mental health wise where you get to a point where you're like this is my last attempt and if this doesn't work then i don't know what i'm gonna do i will set myself yeah. on fire yeah. on a beach yep. <laughs> yeah on a beach yep 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 yeah. yeah wow you guys brought up some great great points um of course we know why it's a horror movie 
Maude is on another level on another plane Mm -hmm. and she's just bringing us into her world but I like that they waited until the end to actually let us inside of her head and um it's scary in there don't like Mm -hmm. it in there too much but we got to see the world the way she sees it and then right at the very last second it goes back to reality and then it's just black and like yo that that right there yeah that they're like oh make no mistake this isn't real yeah in case you were wondering in case you were teetering on Mm -hmm. oh maybe she really is a saint she's not yeah first of all um and that's like the difference between this being a horror movie and being something you know like some kind of magical realism shit mm -hmm. is that like it does Mm -hmm. not leave you with any illusion yeah no optimism it it takes away all of your optimism and all of your hope right at the end and I think that's what makes it truly scary is the theme for me is about uh grasping and understanding of the world and the universe and I feel that is what draws people to religion. They mm-hmm. need something to explain mm-hmm. everything that happens in their mm-hmm. life because mm-hmm. if it's all for nothing, then what's yep. the point? Yeah, right. Exactly. And so we see her having her moment on the beach and everyone's kneeling around her as though she's a saint. And we see her wings because she sees her wings. And it seems like this glorious thing. But then also I couldn't help but keep thinking back to her flipping through the pages of that book and kind of fixing herself and, and, you know, posing her hands to match with the book that she was just posing and, and mimicking these things, which is what people that deal with different types of mental illnesses um, and disabilities do is they, they mimic and they play the part of what, ever it is they want to be to make the world make sense and make themselves seem normal or, or whatever's normal for them but um her losing her patient uh in the hospital in such a violent way and traumatic way um I think that just sent her on this journey to figure out why that happened and you know, she gave up. She's like, okay, I went through all this because I'm out drinking. I'm sleeping around with all these dudes. Like the dude she slept at the bar with at the bar was like, oh, I think you slept with my friend Tommy a while back. (laughs) Yeah, that was you. Like, that's embarrassing, bro. Like, (laughs) like, so she's like, okay, maybe I need to change my ways. And uh, but I feel like a lot of people just, you know, gravitate toward uh, religion and God because they need structure. things to make sense. They need a set of rules for life mm-hmm. and they need that structure. If I do good, good will happen. Mm-hmm. Bad things only happen to me if I do bad things. Mm-hmm. And um, she kind of she used that in her day to day to get by until it stopped making sense (laughs) and then she went deeper and she's like oh maybe I just need to go harder and put nails in my shoe and (laughs) so uh yeah that's that's what I got for for the themes um stories reach stories reach (laughs) (laughs) 
what's your relationship status with this movie on a scale of hit it and quit it or put a ring on it or you can make up a status for any in-between feelings that you have toward it so uh Candace and I talked about how we both were like damn I want to watch this movie immediately again so I feel like my relationship status is like went on a first date and I'm like that overeager person that's like immediate <laughs> as soon as you get home yes. I'm like, oh, great time with you I can't wait to see you again and I'm just like waiting for the reply I'm like I think I fucked up you know <laughs> too soon. Oh, I came God. on too strong yeah <laughs> yeah I was thinking about how this movie hurt me so much but I immediately want to watch it again so I kind of feel like this movie is um a crazy person who ruined my life but I I know that I'm eventually going to go back <laughs> toxic yeah it's a toxic relationship very complicated and toxic relationship no one else understands (laughs) uh i must say you know it wasn't what i was expecting when i had this experience with this person it was really intense um it was really intense i would recommend it to someone that is into these things <laughs> um, personally i'm not into uh you know culty the religious subgenre of horror which is not my cup of tea um but you know i know people that like that subgenre of horror um and i would just recommend it. it's like hey i know a person for you i got somebody i got somebody <laughs> give them their numbers like hey give them a call for a good time um that's me yeah i probably wouldn't watch it again but it was a decent experience. I don't regret watching it. Mm-hmm. I I think this will be a hit and quit it for me just because it's hard for me to watch self-sabotage. And because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stop, you're hurting yourself. You're <laughs> yeah. And they don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, well. uh, but I, like Mara said, I don't regret watching it. It it got a conversation going. Um, and I think it's something that I would recommend to other people so that I could talk to them about it. I enjoy talking about it very much. And just, you know, her spiraling out of control at the bar when she didn't have those bounds and those rules with religion. It's like she needed it to stay on a moral path. And then she still did the wrong thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I'm like, can someone, can we have like a group therapy session about this movie? Okay. It just kind of messes you up a little bit. Um, but I would probably, you know, if I'm out with friends, I'd be like, oh, you see that person over there at the bar? You should go talk to them and then come back and we'll talk about it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but that concludes our first segment of saint mod with not your final girl podcast that was a great pick you guys Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. gold star gold star gold star so we're gonna have our little our little break and then mars usually does a sounds like a horror movie where she just tells us a little snippet of something creepy um for for us to just have nightmares to at at the end of the show yep yeah, yeah it's my specialty. It's my specialty. <laughs> 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 
Hey, y'all. We are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy, and I'm Beth. And we want to tell you about a podcast that we host called Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color. Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that we don't hear or know much about. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are straight, cisgender, white dudes. No, ma'am. Join us at Fruit Loops as we tell fascinating stories of true crimes committed by people of color and their victims that often go untold by the mainstream media. As we dive into these cases, we get into the historical and cultural context of the crimes and the criminals in order to get a sense of what might have influenced the perpetrators and led to the crimes. And that's right. New episodes drop every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So until then, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there. All right, you guys, we are back. Really hope you enjoyed our ad. You know, support the podcast that support us. I'm going to talk about some business stuff as usual before we hop into our sounds like a horror movie for this week. We're on all sorts of we're on we are on all sorts of social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at GoreFriends. We have an email which is GoreFriendsPodcast at gmail.com. We have a Google Voice number, which is located in the show notes of this episode, in which you can call, it'll go straight to voicemail, and you can leave some kind words, a movie recommendation, or your own sounds like a horror movie, and we'll play it on the show. We're on iTunes, so, you know, for those Apple fans, go ahead and leave a five-star review for us. It makes it easier for other people to find the show. We are on Patreon as well. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month for various perks. The $5 tier is our most popular. You get a weekly Gore Friends TV episode in which we cover horror-themed TV shows. You also can get a Gore Gang sticker. And we do buy, um, bi-weekly movie nights, so that's also a fun time. And last but not least, if you're a musical artist or a podcast that wants your music or ad played on the show, Hit us up on any of the avenues that I just mentioned, and we'll play it on the show for you free of charge. Alrighty, so, you know, Sounds Like a Horror Movie is a thing that we do. It's basically become the segment where I just pull stuff from the internet and read about it and story reacts to it. That's basically what this segment has turned into, and I appreciate it so very much. Um, so this week, it's taking from lovely... Guess what? Reddit. Oh, Reddit. <laughs> Good old like, Reddit. Reddit's out here. Um, okay. This is taken from the Let's Not Meet subreddit, posted by Sweet Spot 2223. This was posted 12 days ago. And the title of this post is Someone Pretended to Be My Father and Tried to Break into Our House. How? How? <laughs> Okay. That's what it says. Oh my God. Okay. So let's hop into it, shall we? A little context. My dad and I live together in our own multifamily home in Germany. My dad has a serious lung condition. His lungs produce and trap an excessive amount of mucus. The trapped amount is large and keeps his lungs from working properly. It's perfectly normal that he has to be picked up by an ambulance every two to three weeks because he can't breathe anymore. Last week, it was that time of the month. He couldn't breathe. I called an ambulance and he was brought to the closest hospital. Pretty normal for me because this happened at least 10 times in the last six months. 
So I went to bed after he got picked up on Tuesday. I went, the, I went to work the next morning and got a text from him that he has to stay for at least two more days, um, approximate, approximately Friday. Wednesday evening, I got home from work and played a match of Rogue Company, and when someone suddenly, and someone suddenly rang the doorbell. That's unusual because we never have unannounced visitors. I walked to the door and was about to press the door buzzer to open the main door when I heard, I believe, more than one voice directly in front of my door. So, so someone just got past the main door. Weird. I asked in German, hello, who is it? Silence for three seconds. Then a person who sounds like my father, but at the same time doesn't sound like my father, answers, Micha, it's me. I forgot my keys. Open the door. I thought, okay, in that case, wait a minute. My dad never calls me Micha, only Michi, and there was that sarcastic tone in his voice. I didn't trust the situation. I called my father on his phone. If the person in front of my door was my father, his phone should ring, right? Right. It didn't. My father answered, and as I suspected, he was still in the hospital. Meanwhile, the two persons on the other side of the door heard my phone call and started kicking the door. Let me, uh, let me in, Micha. It's your daddy. Let me in. Thank God that door is reinforced. After I threatened them with calling the police and having a big-ass knife in my hand, they left. I heard their footsteps running down the staircase. I rushed to a window facing the street to check if I can see a car or a license plate. Nothing. Just a few footsteps in the distance. They never came back. What's weird is that they knew my name and that my father wasn't home despite his car standing in the driveway. I called the, the police and investigation is in progress. That's it. <laughs> so they have neighbors or people in the neighborhood that are stalking them because that's that's yeah, how that that's happens. basically because they know her name and that her dad isn't home yeah yep yep and they know that he goes to the hospital because that happened well she's at 10 times in the last six months so someone was stalking them and they were like uh i'm gonna just i'm gonna just come by See, I mean, that's I'm, wild. I'm stuck on that German healthcare. If you can have that many hospitals, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the like, um, the advantages to living in Germany are that if you have a chronic health condition, you can just go to the hospital an unlimited amount of times. And Apparently, no issues. No issues. Ambulance yeah. rides. But yep. one of the downsides is you can't have a gun to shoot the person that is impersonating your dad trying to come into your apartment. So, mixed bag. Mixed bag. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Scary That's situation. the true horror story of American healthcare. It is. <laughs> wow. It. Yeah. Wow. I'm just upset that they actually knew her name. Like that's yeah, the that's chilling scary. part. Yep. Yep. Oh, and so then started kicking the door. Yep. I, Aggressively. Man, yep. No. I would have. I would have lost it. She called her dad, it. and she was like, "Nope, that's not you. Nope." And the fact that he sounded similar, they sounded similar to her dad. So they imitated her dad. Mm -hmm. They yeah. stalked her. That's yeah. crazy. They're going to yeah. come back one day. If oh, it was my a God. True story. They have to. They had an update. They, they, they had did. an update. They had an update. She mm -hmm. said that um, the investigation was stopped because there were no clues, not a single footprint. 
and oh, nothing. God. So they just out here stalking people. You gotta get a gun, but you can't in Germany. So sad. that's why you just move. Like I'm not, not. I'm yep. not. You're alone. That's you gotta. You know, they probably home alone the hell out of their homes, though. They probably have all kinds of booby traps and hidden, hidden weapons and yeah, stuff, knives so. and really bats and. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, thank you for for sharing that. I'll be thinking about that while I'm home alone during the day with no peephole in my door. You're welcome. No. Um, welcome. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> one day someone's gonna be imitating my fiance oh talking my about I forgot my key. Oh my god. And no. I'm That's not gonna have, have any way. That's I won't why you have know. a password. You have a password. Know. Secret password. Secret knock. Yes, password. Something, yeah. something secret. Something okay. secret. Okay. All right. It'll be fine. I'm gonna have to. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that that's there. Sounds like a horror movie for this week. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Or (laughs) I don't know. I'm gonna be worried. I have a lot to think about. I always do after these things. I always feel like I'm not secure (laughs) enough in my home life. And um I gotta reinforce my door. I gotta do some things. Yeah, so it's reinforced. Yep. That being said, would you guys like to plug your your show yes, so that do. everyone do. can give you a follow? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, not your final girl. If you look for us, we're on all the podcast places. Yes. We're also, NYFG Pod on Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. and on Letterboxd, you can look at what kind of movies we're watching. Yes. Watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also not your final girl on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's no, and what what day does your episode drop? Monday. Uh, We're every other Monday, yeah. so we'll have one coming out. I don't know when your podcast drops. Oh yeah, Fridays, Fridays. Fridays. We're on Fridays. We're on Fridays. Okay, you know, okay so yeah, yeah. that means our next one's coming out on. Yeah, we got one coming Monday. out. Yeah, May twenty fourth. Yes. And then it'll be June seventh. Yeah. And we talked to our next one. We talked to Jessica Guess, who uh, is an author. She wrote Cirque Berserk and blog Black Girl's Guide to Horror. Yeah, she's really cool. We talked to her last year and we wanted her to come back. So she's back. And we were talking about um, what we talk about Pan- Satanic Panic and We Summon the Darkness. Yeah, some Satanic Horror comedies. Yeah. Satanic Horror Comedy double feature. That's so a thing. That's that one thing. Also, not your deal because one of them we didn't like and we made fun of a lot we, dra- so. we dragged one of the films yes, we won't those drag. are the best episodes those are the best don't yeah. like a movie. yeah facts, that's facts, always yeah all right you guys tune in to not your final girl podcast on monday make sure you give them a follow we'll be mm-hmm. tagging them in our post when we post about this episode and you know thanks for rocking with us for another episode can't wait to see what we have for you guys next week on gore friends anything else you want to say mars nothing much just love you guys and appreciate all the support as always all right gore friends until next time bye bye